Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi everyone, welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 71. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you have been listening, thank you so much for coming on back. And as always, I just have to start by saying thank you so much to everybody who is supporting the show, sending messages, sharing the show. That is huge. That helps other people to find the show and listen. And along those lines, I am like two reviews away from a hundred on Apple Podcasts. So if you have been enjoying the show and you have not left a review, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to do that. It really does help other people to find the show. So then we can just keep growing and sharing this community. So thank you. Thank you so much for all the support. It means so much to me. And today, kicking off 2020 with a really awesome episode, my guest is Nicole Wilson. And Nicole and I talk about this on the episode, but I had actually come across her through another guest, a past guest, Julie Hornock, who was on the cover of the magazine that Nicole created. Nicole created this amazing magazine called Autism Moms Are Beautiful. And she is just incredible. She's so much fun to talk to. She's just one of those people that you can tell she just has like the creative juices flowing. And it was so inspiring to get to talk to her and hear all about that. So we talk all about the magazine and we also talk about her beautiful daughter who is on the spectrum. And Nicole is very honest and open. We get into some, you know, a little more sensitive topics like puberty. And she shares all that, which I know, especially for girl moms, that's definitely something that is on the horizon. If you have a younger kiddo, or if you have a an older daughter, then you definitely can relate to this. So I just really, really appreciate Nicole sharing so openly, and I know you will too. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm super excited to talk with you. I was just saying before we started, I I connected with you on Instagram after past guest Julie Hornock was a cover girl on the magazine that you created. And I was like, okay, I need to get in contact with you because I was just so blown away by everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to talk to you and kind of hear more of your story. Will you sort of take us back to the beginning of your journey with autism? Sure. Um, my, my daughter was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. So she also suffered from lead poisoning as well, too. Mm. So I don't know if she had autism before that or if that could be the result of her having autism. That's what I really don't know. So that was the beginning of her journey. And then once I was able to cleanse the lead out of her bloodstream, then that's when the behaviors kicked in. And so we we're basically basically classified as a, a beautiful little girl that had massive behaviors. <laughs> mm. And um, so that was one of the major struggles in the beginning. But because 
she attended Avondale House, which is a school for children with autism and, and behaviors. Her behavior started out at probably about 2,700 a week. Now she's down to probably like maybe five or six a week. And they're not even really just severe as they were before. So now she's, she's 11 years old. So that was the basis of our journey between age three and I would say about maybe eight. Really, really, really massive behaviors is what we had. When you say from, from 2,600 to five or six now, what do you mean by that with the number? I'm, I mean that like with Avondale House, what they do is anytime the child would kick, punch, mm-hmm. scratch, everything that they would do, they would tally it. Okay. So you can see the total number of what you were dealing with versus it just being, oh, she just has behaviors. And then that way they keep a data chart as the years go. So you can see the progress that, they're, that they've made by working with her. And then we can see the progress on our end that has happened. So, yeah, so it's a, they are really great at keeping a data chart real serious about the data chart because they say with the data chart it helps them to know what they need to do next from each that step. really does sound like amazing progress that she's yes made. wow much yes it has relieved everybody <laughs> everyone I'm, I'm very familiar with data because we do we've done aba therapy with my son for the past mm-hmm. two and a half years so we are they're always collecting data yes but to hear it like in terms of behaviors like you said like counting like any kind of, you know, little behavior that, that really is, uh, that's, that's really amazing progress for her. So uh, yeah, I'm happy for both of you. Yes. Um, you're in Texas, right? Yes. Okay. I don't think I've had a, another guest out in Texas. How, how are the services there overall? Oh, very interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I will say that we do have services, but it's not like, you can just get them, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's nothing like, oh, let me just go over here and get the services. I mean, it's it's no different from probably some other states where there's a waiting list. The interest list is a waiting list to get certain services. And if you really don't know your rights as a parent, you really don't know what to ask for and they're not going to offer it to you. That's kind of mm-hmm. where we are in Texas. So, yeah, the services are there. But again, if you don't have the money to pay for certain things or if you don't know, oh, I can get this service and my child is only three because no one has told me because I, I didn't do my research or I just didn't know. You know, you, I don't want to say that a parent doesn't do their research. I, I would mostly say that most parents just don't know what to do. They don't know what to research. Yeah. And I definitely love anytime I run into an autism mom or a dad or special needs mom. Hey, did you know this? Did you know that you need to put your child on the interest list? Did you know that they have um, applied behavior analysis that's offered at this particular college up to a certain age. Mm-hmm. I love giving that information out mm-hmm. um, because it's definitely important that at least if I pass it on, how many other people can know about it? Oh, completely. And like, you, yeah. I, I think so much of it isn't even that it's not available. It's just really hard to access it. And like you said, right. when you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. Like, right. Thing. Uh, yeah. Even just, I mean, when, when my son was diagnosed, we, I I was lucky that the doctor that diagnosed him connected me with an autism resource center at the Mm -hmm. hospital. And that was kind of how we got hooked up with ABA and like some different programs. But even that, a lot of people I talked to, it's like, okay, your kid has autism. Bye. Right. (laughs) It's like, exactly. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. They actually, she, when I took her to the doctor, they asked me a whole bunch of questions. And of course she couldn't do any of the questions that they asked, you know, that she say two word sentences. Does she initiate this? Does she have eye contact? And I was like, no. Then they said, oh, well you need to contact this number so someone can come to your house. And I was like, so they didn't even say, Mm -hmm. hey, early childhood intervention they just said here 
So I'm like, what is here? So the people come to the house and, and I don't know who these people are because they don't even explain who they are when they walk in the door. It was more or less like, hey, we're here to, to evaluate. Evaluate what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it was it was a life journey. It was a very interesting journey. Very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I can attest that. I think we all have very, there are similarities, but there are, the journeys are very different and very yes. like you said. So how did you get clued in then? Um, like, cause it sounds like her school is amazing. I know you were telling me also that, that she does respite care. How did you like figure out sort of what path to take in terms of finding services? Well, I came across um, a lady named Jean Tenbrick. She, she moved here from, from another state and I remember, I don't know who I bumped into, but they were saying, hey, you should try joining support groups mm-hmm. for people that have children with autism. And I was like, okay, but right before that, I've actually worked with deaf kids, which I still do. So I had some knowledge on special education. I had some knowledge on children that had autism, but but because I never just really worked one-on-one for that aspect, I only worked as the interpreter. I never really dived into it. So when I met Jean Tenbrink, who had two children on the spectrum, I joined her support group. And then from there, she came from uh, Michigan. And when she came from there, it was so much knowledge that she had that she was so shocked that that Texas didn't have a lot of the same things. So she actually educated many of us that attended her workshop, or you can say her support group. And we just blossomed from there because I was like, oh, you can ask that. You you can get that. Mm. You know, I didn't know that. So that's pretty much how all of the knowledge came to me Mm. was coming, was attending that one support group that one time. And from there, I just ran with it. It is amazing how, you know, within the the autism community, there, there are so many like doctors and and experts that you speak Mm -hmm. that are so like out of touch. And then you talk to another autism parent and you learn more in like a five minute conversation. Yes. You wouldn't like the hour long evaluation that you learn from the doctor because it's like we are the ones who are like in the trenches every day yes. and really living this is our life so it's like and I always feel like too like you you obviously you want to help yourself but then once you help yourself you want to help everyone else too <laughs> exactly exactly it just comes natural yeah to do that mm-hmm. so if so so you said that your daughter is 11 now so how is she doing I mean obviously you said that major major change in the behaviors which is awesome um, but especially now that you're entering like the preteen years, is anything mm-hmm. like changing for her? Oh yeah, she actually um, loves to write. She's actually learned how to write her name. She's learned to write the entire alphabet. She's she's learning how to write words from memory. So if if I say to her, "Hey, write write the word mom," she will she will write the word mom. She doesn't have to look oh, at oh. the actual word. And also when it comes to her doing her name and knowing her address. It's a lot of things that she, mm-hmm. now that we've got the behavior under control, the learning is like blossoming. Mm-hmm. So with that, I, I will say that that was one of the biggest challenges because they actually kept saying, Oh no, she can't do that. And I said, well, since she can't do it with you, then we need to find someone that's willing to do it. Mm-hmm. So I had to switch out with a lot of people until we got down to someone that really knew what they were doing to work, work with her. And then of course we started our cycle. So we're there. We've been on, we started four months ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, I I will say as an encouragement to other moms that every child is different. And the one thing about my child is, is that I'm not going to say that she hates her cycle. But what I will say is, is that whenever it comes, she always makes a face like, oh, here we go again with this. (laughs) And because, you know, it, it involves her changing her 
her pad. It involves her doing certain things and she doesn't like to be bothered in the restaurant. Mm, so yeah. that's one of the major problems is have being there with her and getting her to understand that until you're able to do it yourself, we have to help you with this. Yeah. So that's where, that's where we are with that. Well, first of all, doesn't every woman at that time of the month go, oh, here we go again. Yes. <laughs> and she does. It's so cute. If you can see her face, she's like, oh, and then like, she'll say, oh, we have to change your pattern. And I'll say, no, baby, you have to change your pad. Oh. And I, and I believe she's using the word pattern because it's a pattern oh, of this. And she God. keeps saying pattern. I'm like, no, she said, yes, it, it's a yeah. pattern. I was like, no, baby, it's your pad. No, it's a pattern. It's a oh, pattern. And I'm like, okay. If that's she's what not- you want to say, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's not wrong. It is a pattern. Yes. Thing, I actually just recently had a new listener reach out to me. and Because, I mean, we know autism is diagnosed far more in boys than it is in girls. And I had right. a listener reach out. Because I do, at this point, I have a good number of episodes with moms who have daughters. Mm-hmm. But especially the beginning, like almost all my episodes were with boys because that was just people who I was connecting with. Mm-hmm. So th- this mom who reached out to me, she was like, you know, I just feel like as as a mom of a daughter on the spectrum, there's almost sometimes like another air of that sort of isolation that comes because we do see the image so often we picture a boy on the spectrum because that's just sort of the image we have in our heads. Do you feel like that, like having having a daughter and now especially entering into this like new phase has that been more difficult to you for you because because you have a daughter? You know, I, you know, I I would prob I would probably say that I won't say it's more difficult. I just feel that I don't know I don't know what word I would like to use for that <laughs> because um, you know I will say that when I when I have listened to a lot of other autism moms that have daughters. And, and again, this is not me inflicting what I feel is best, but I will say that when I actually put my daughter on medication, I saw a big difference. So a lot of things that I go through, it's not so severe as she's getting older. Mm. That's just my story. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't have moments. Mm -hmm. We have moments, but for the most part, I would say that when we're in this house together, you know, if I give her something to do and she doesn't want to do it. My pattern with her is, is that, okay, well, I'm not going to argue with you about that and you're not going to get what you want. So let's just take a drive. Mm-hmm. And when you're tired of being in this car, she'll say, okay, right. Yeah, let's go right. But if you don't want to write, then we'll just drive and we'll just sightsee until you stop. <laughs> That's pretty much what I have done with her. So a lot of what I go through with her, I don't go through anymore because that really worked for me with her is that I'm not going to argue with you a fight because I realized that trying to bring her down certain levels, especially as she's getting older and she's a girl that's growing. I I realized that it it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So I had to do something that would not stress me out. (laughs) That wouldn't drive me crazy and drive. Mm. I, I like that you said that. I feel like that is, is really good advice. Like you said, to kind of find something that you can do to just sort of get yourself out of the situation. Um, and I know, cause so I just behind the scenes, you and I were going to record last night, but she ended up having a, a kind of a tough night and you're like, we had to go for a drive. So listening to this now, I have even more insight to that. And of course I, I totally understand what it's like when you have those moments you have to like get yourself out of that situation. 
Um, that's a good idea too, because Logan actually, I always say, I'm like, that's the only time that he's quiet is when he's in the car. Like he actually really loves driving the car, but I, it's not something that we do all the time. So right. like if we're going somewhere, but I, I don't as just like a coping mechanism, try that. But I think I'm going to need to put that kind of in my back pocket because that that's definitely, that's a good idea that it's like, that's kind of your go-to. Yeah. And then I also noticed that she doesn't, she doesn't like it because she knows why mm. now. And then, and I, and what I do is because, you know, they, they get bigger and they get stronger. Mm. So what I, what I do is I just act like I just do not see her when she's going to go from zero to 100. And, and because, you know, she'll pull on me a couple of times and, and that's fine, but you're going to pull on me all the way to this car. So just go and get in. And when she gets in, she looks at me like, oh, are you going to do this to me? <laughs> yes. You know, let's take a drive because, you know, we can let the windows down. We can just let the wind blow through our hair mm-hmm. and, and you can just listen to these nursery rhymes that you love to listen to. Mm-hmm. You can cut it on and off until you don't feel like hearing it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we've been doing like the last couple of years. I, I think that is a really good strategy for those kind of mm-hmm. tough moments. Um, yeah. Well, I appreciate you, you sharing that, especially, and also just about like kind of the more personal things with having a daughter. Cause I mean, that, that's something that I, I mean, I worry about that with my own daughters who are neurotypical when we get to the point of, you know, starting their cycle and puberty. So I know that with autism, there's just like kind of this extra layer that there you, you worry about things. So, and I know there are people listening who definitely appreciate that as well. Um, So tell me then when, when did you become such a amazing advocate for autism and, and all this wonderful things that you were doing within the community? How did that start for you? Well, my journey started when my daughter was actually, I would say around four years old, going on to being five years old. And I had experienced some major problems within the school district, really major to the point of alleged abuse incidents and different things that just went on that I was just like, are we kidding me right now? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what I decided to do was, was do my research on how to protect her in a way that I can make sure they understand that, you know, if you're not going to respect me as her mother, if you're not going to respect her as the child, then I'm not going to be able to respect you in your job position, but I'm not going to outright disrespect you in your job position, but I'm not going to make it easier for you. When you make phone calls to me, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out my, my rights. When you call me to pick her up, Hey, the, the law says she has to go to school a certain amount of days. So if I pick her up, then I'm going to get in trouble. So that's your job to do. And I just hang up the phone. The next time they call, I'll say, hey, you want me to come pick her up? But you guys are the experts, as you like to remind me. So if I have to pick her up, then what are you guys doing to stop her from doing certain things? So you can call me back on what you're doing as the expert versus me coming to pick her up. So a lot of things that I started changing my conversations with them. I started changing how I will get upset versus me getting upset, but I'm going to know my, my rights at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so from that, when I would go into my meetings, I would sit in my, in my meetings and, and, and I would tell other parents, the more questions you ask, the better off you are, the less statements that you express, the better off that you are. Mm-hmm. Ask a whole bunch of questions because if you don't know, then they're not going to voluntarily tell you. So you just might as well just, ask away, you know, be annoying as they are to you when they call you all the time to come get your child, be the same annoying person. And so I also realized that because I love to have fun and and I love to, to, to just 
be me, I started making my art means a little bit more comical. You know, if there's something that I don't agree with, instead of me lashing out in an angry way, why don't we just make it more comical? (laughs) And when you laugh and I laugh, I'm still wanting what I want. So the laugh is not going to stop me from thinking that you're getting over on me. That's not going to (laughs) happen. You know, so it's a lot of things that I chose to do differently. And then when it also came to seeing certain moms crying and stressed, and I would say to, to them that what you're feeling is natural. What you're feeling is normal. Mm -hmm. But what you also have to realize is is that it is still okay to express your feelings, but it's also okay to do it and know what you're talking about. And if you don't know what what you're talking about, I would rather you reschedule your meeting until you know what you're talking about. But do not go into a meeting and you don't know anything about what's going on and you just shake your head up and down, yes, and and, and be like, okay, that's what we're not going to do. Because you're not helping your child when when you do that. And you're not helping yourself to gain more knowledge. So a, a lot of that is kind of what stemmed it um, for me to kind of really get in and, and really work with other other moms and even with myself because every time I have an art meeting, it's a battle every time. It's, it's never not a battle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm used to it. I'm used to it. But when I go in, they already know what to expect from me. And that's what I tell the other moms. No, let them know what to expect from you. That means as soon as you get in that room, they already know what they're dealing with. Yeah. They're not going to be confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I that's come up before on the podcast because I've had a couple different kind of uh, experts. I had like a school psychologist on and then um, a special needs teacher. And what I kept hearing over and over again is just, you know, the lines of communication between you and the school and whatever team just really need to be open. Because, right. Like you said, then it's like you walk into the meeting and there's no surprises. Like everybody already knows, okay, this is on the agenda. And like, yeah, you might talk about other things, but you're ready and they're ready and you can like come to more of a resolution as opposed to like how you said it, it's a battle. Yeah. It's always a battle, but at the same time, it's like you, you, if you're all on the same page, it makes it a little bit easier. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So then how, I, I'm really curious about how you started the magazine. Cause I feel like that is just like such an awesome, mm-hmm. I had never seen before. I was like, Oh my gosh, a magazine, like specifically for autism moms. How did that come about? Well, I actually started a a group on Facebook, Autism Moms Are Beautiful with Nicole Wilson. And what I did was I only started because I just wanted to do giveaways every Wednesday. It was nothing else. I just said, hey, you know, nobody likes to give us anything. You know, we work hard every day, you know. Hey, suck it up. Do it. You know, would it be nice to just give away some stuff, you know, have people give me stuff and use my own money to get some things and, and just start doing some giveaways. It really just started from there. And then after that, I met a mom named Anna Esparza. And Anna Esparza has two kids on the spectrum, but she was also a breast cancer survivor. And I believe it was stage three. So I found like, wow, like you had cancer and you have two kids on the spectrum? Like never met anybody like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I said, why don't I just put out like this little book, you know, make it cute and put her picture on it you know, give her a photo shoot so she can feel beautiful. Cause of course she's already beautiful, but you know, something to just, Hey, this is for you. Let's get a makeover, yeah. you know, let's get a new outfit. So I reached out to different places and makeup artists and a photographer. Hey, let's just do something nice for you. Cause you're just such a nice lady and, and you're great. And she's a great advocate. She's really big here in Houston for doing things that help to support autism moms to come to different workshops and things like that. So I did that and put the little booklet out. Then all of a sudden I get a call from a friend of mine. Her name is, 
Davinia Reed and she was like, Hey, you know, I have a facility if you if you would like to have something for the moms. I was like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I, I I'm just doing something. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> she was like, No, you know, you should have some something for them. And I said, Okay. So then I said, Well, let me reach out to another mom. Let's put out another magazine. Let's just see. And from that, we created the Autism Moms of Beautiful Award ceremony, which the third annual is next year. So all of this all came at the same time. It wasn't planned. It was just <laughs> like, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. And so once I figured out, wow, this is great, then I started asking, I asked another mom to be on the cover. And she was like, sure. And from that, found a boutique to give her a beautiful dress, found a makeup artist, do the makeup, found a photographer, and just started doing articles. And I started thinking like, wow, why don't we just share articles from from moms to moms? That means this particular mom, you know, may really benefit from somebody else's article mm-hmm. because there's so many spectrum i mean it's a wide range of the spectrum yeah that everybody just can't find a relatable story you know so that's pretty much how it all came about just like that i love it's that planned yeah it's amazing how you know like like you said like you don't necessarily set out with this whole plan but it's just like it, it all comes together because it was it was just such a great idea that it just you know like caught on like wildfire um And just kind of how you said, like, you know, putting out these articles where it's like moms relate to other moms. I mean, that's like basically the main reason why I wanted to start the podcast, too, was it's like, you know, hearing these stories, we're we're all doing this like every day. And sometimes you can feel really lonely and really isolated. But when you hear from someone else like, oh, my gosh, that person is doing this, this same thing. Yes. It just just that little bit helps so much. Yes, um, but then especially like you, I love that like the, the the makeover aspect of it because it's just mm-hmm. like, who doesn't feel good when they get their makeup done their yeah. makeup, their dress on like that and I feel like that like that's such like a little thing I'm an esthetician so and a makeup artist so that's mm-hmm. to my heart but I mean for for a lot of people like that isn't a part of their day-to-day right what a special thing that you're doing for them I just love that yeah, I, I just think it's beautiful because I, I used to model. So I used to get my face done a lot and my makeup done. And, and, and you're really the same person. You just enhanced your beauty. Mm. That's just it. And so I also, at, at the award ceremony, I have moms and I'll pick four or five moms to be models, to, to do an actual runway walk. Oh. It's little things like, like that that I feel like because our life is so stressed and it's all at different levels. I also wanted the moms to understand that this is not certain moms. You know, I, you know, this is not about, oh, you're a size two, so you make the cut. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. It has nothing to do with your size. It has all to do with the fact that you're just an autism mom. Mm-hmm. I don't care what size you are, you know. And I remember an autism mom reached out to me, and she was like, oh, so it's not just for skinny girls. I was like, well, are you skinny? <laughs> she said, well, no. I said, well, I'm calling you. I'm asking you to do it. And you're not skinny, right? She was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, honey. I said, if I, you know, I'm skinny, you know, but I said, but <laughs> you're not, but I, I'm asking you to do it. And her, you know, she just felt wonderful. I told her, I said, you're on my committee. You're a beautiful person. Everybody's beautiful as autism mom because of what you do. I said, I have a lot, a lot of things that I want to do. I'm, I'm about to open up the store for autism moms are beautiful for our t-shirts. And, and she's like the, the face that you see right when you pop up. And she's like, oh, oh. That's me. I'm like, yeah, girl, it's you. It is oh, you. <laughs> you I know, and that. it's just fun. It's loving and it's fun. And, and and my goal is, like I said, I definitely would love to put you in the magazine. I'm just going to make my rounds away, you know, just around to all these beautiful moms that are doing great things oh. and make my rounds, you know? 
Oh, I, I would love to be part of it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it, definitely. I definitely. saw it. I was just like, I love this message because, l- like you said, I mean, we we have a lot on our plates, and I mean, I think all all moms are stressed. To be honest, mm-hmm. it what your situation, but yeah, when you have a child with autism on top of it, you don't get a lot of time for that the, the fun stuff, you know. Right. And that's, that that is like such a a wonderful component that you're kind of adding to it. So, did you say you're opening a store too? Yeah, an an online store. Um, I'm I'm gonna um open, which is it's already it's already ready. But the reason why I haven't put it out yet is because I just um hired someone. Her name is Veronica Garza, and she's going to now handle the complete Spanish division of AMAB. Oh. So I don't have to do both because I can't communicate with a lot of the uh, Spanish moms. Oh. So I hired her to be the face of that. So with her doing that, now I'm going to create the T-shirts in Spanish and different things in Spanish. And then we're going to add that to the store oh. as well. So that way we, we can cover our moms that are also here because it, it's so many of our Spanish moms that I just hate that I can't talk to them, but they're just in the group, yeah. you know, and I wanted to have someone that can communicate with them. And so, so I just brought her on a couple of days ago. I love that you're so inclusive to everybody. And like you said, like size doesn't matter. Language doesn't matter. It's like we're, we're all in this together and we're all here for her. Yes, definitely, definitely. So I'm so excited to bring her on. And the T-shirts that are going to be in Spanish are going to be ready by next week for me to send to her, for her to look at them, to review, to make sure everything is great. She likes them and things like that. And then we'll put the store out right after that because I want her to take a picture in the, in the shirt so we can put them on the site. I love that. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. You are just doing so, so much good. And I just, I love this message here that you're sharing. Do you have anything else going on or coming up that you want to talk about? Well, the the next thing that we have coming up, of course, is the uh, Autism Moms are Beautiful award ceremony, the AMAB award ceremony. So I can also let everyone know that in the magazine, we do interview autism dads as well. Mm -hmm. So we do make sure to amplify them even though it is AMAB for moms, but we also make sure to acknowledge our dads in the magazine. And we also acknowledge them at the award ceremony. The other thing is we also have just added in the magazine, which we already have one mom that has done some things, but we are now also adding autistic moms who are also raising children Mm -hmm. on and off the spectrum. So we also have different articles from them Mm -hmm. as well that are in there. So we're really trying to make sure that we hit everyone, but because it's only a quarterly magazine for right now, you know, we only can do so much, but like I, like I tell everybody, it's, it's going to come your time, but I can't just throw everybody in one. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the really, really good news is for our winter issue, we have Tina Lifford, if anybody watches Queen Sugar, she did an interview with us and she has been a celebrity for probably about 20 years plus. And she did an interview with us. And we also have um, Anthony Trucks, who is also an ex-NFL player. He's a motivational speaker. So he basically is going to put some things in there, some different encouraging things for the moms and dads. And his wife actually has her own business involving helping special needs adults. So it worked out really well because I'm going to interview his wife as well. And then our upcoming issue has uh, an autism mom. Her name is Christina Mendez. She is she's beautiful, 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 beautiful Um autism mom so definitely you know we have so many different things that we're that we're doing and I'm just excited to know that we're going to be sharing all of these beautiful moms with everyone <laughs> yeah I'm excited too I, yeah I'm, I'm I'm so happy when Julie shared that I yeah I just like lit up because I'm like this is amazing and I'm so glad that you and I 
got to connect and talk about this because like I said, you're just, you're, you're helping so much and not just the, the connecting moms. That's a huge thing too, but it's just like making moms feel special and making them feel beautiful, I think is such an important piece that a lot of times gets looked over and just having that kind of special moment for yourself. I, I think that we all deserve that. And we all need that. Yes. And I, and I wanted to let you know that, like I said, it's, it's so many things that I'm trying to do, but again, because there are so many different organizations and so many different groups that are doing things, I've, I've narrowed down just things that we would do. So that way we could work with other organizations and other moms that are doing their thing. Because what I, what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to be doing something and, and other moms like, Hey, I'm trying to do that too. And you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's love for me. So some things we, we were doing and some things we stopped doing not because we couldn't do it, but because we want to make sure that the autism moms know that one person doesn't have to do everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of things I kind of narrowed down. And so, because I was writing plays and showcasing plays back, you know, right before I had Zanai and I showcased the play when she was about four or five, I'm getting back into doing that. So this next summer, we're going to have our first theatrical production for autism moms. And I'm going to be working with the autism moms who want to be actresses. So I wrote the play. I wrote the script as I used to do, and I'm still doing that. And I'm going to work with these autism moms and train them to actually put on themselves on stage and be an actress. <laughs> so that's going to be wow. next summer. Um, I'm very excited about it. I'm hoping that um, it gets great, great love and that we could travel and we could even work with other autism moms in other cities. But that's something that I, I love doing. That's like my first love is theater. So I definitely am so excited about sharing this with the world because I've interviewed various moms um, and the, also the moms that are acting. But what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to share their story with them. And a lot of them were like, no, no, I, I want to share my own. I was like, no, because what I don't want is I don't want anybody to pin what story you're acting on you. I, I want to really put you in the acting position and you can keep people guessing. If you choose to share your story, that's on you. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm going to mix it up because there's a lot of things that we need to add that you may not have in your story. I may need to add a little something that someone can go, oh, that's that's me right there. You know, that so. is so interesting. And also, I feel like because everyone kind of has like a different interpretation of things, like yes. different things kind of come out when someone else tells a story as opposed to like the person actually who had gone through it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just some fun, just some fun things that I I want to do. So mainly we just focus on the magazine, the award ceremony, and the next thing will be the, the uh, stage play. And, and with that stage play, we sometimes do, you know, little free parties, but I try to combine myself with other organizations when we do the little parties. I love that. That's amazing. I, I like how you said you're like, I wanted to do things differently because yeah. you're right. There is a lot of people like kind of creating the space now. Yeah thought I like to do things differently too um but it's interesting because since starting the podcast I've had so many people come to me and say I want to start a podcast what can I do and my thought is always like let's just help each other out because if we're doing the same thing we're not going to do it the same way so it's like I I have this podcast and this is my interpretation of it. This is, this is, kind exactly. of, I wanted to put it out there. I literally just had a mom today message me and she's like, you've inspired me to start a podcast. Like, what should I do? And, and I, my advice is always the same. I'm like, just know whatever message it is that you want to put out there. Just make that right. feel clear and right. speak that and speak your truth. Because even if we're, we're in the same space, 
we're not going to be doing it the same way. Like there's room for everyone to kind of, and to me, it's like, if we just, if we all raise our voices, like we're just going to be that much stronger. Exactly. And and that's the thing, you know, that's, and that's something that I've gotten calls about. I've gotten calls. It was like, man, I, w- I wanted to do that. And, and, and she did it. And I said, well, you can just reach out to her and say, Hey, this is what I want to do. You know, can we do it together? You know, you guys can help each other because you may have a vision or storyline that she's not even thinking about. Mm-hmm. And she has a storyline that you're not thinking about. I said, so just reach out. But sometimes it's okay. You know, which, which area is she trying to target? Is she trying to target, you know, this part of Texas and you're trying to target different. So sometimes <laughs> you don't think of it in a bad way. Just mm-hmm. figure out how you can still do it. Because as a mom, I want you to do what you love to do. You just may need to come up with something a little bit different, which is okay, you know? Let them create a juices flow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes like you never know if one, if one thing kind of gets like shot down, it's like, okay, well what's there's, there's plan A, but what's plan B what's plan C like there's, exactly. there's so much more happening. Yeah. To me, it's like the, the important thing is just that we all get out there and it, like I said, make our voices louder because we want everyone to hear us and not just those in the autism community, but like to really make change, we right. need everyone to hear us so it's like yeah start your podcast start your magazine do everything because it's like we just want I want more voices to be heard that's it exactly exactly so yeah you just and it's beautiful you know it's it's beautiful and you're gonna come with some bumps in the road and that's where you have to learn that are you gonna let those bumps just stop you because remember your child being autistic has behaviors and and it's like woo, you know but guess Mm -hmm. what you still have to work with that child no bump in the road is gonna stop you from that because something we just have to do we just got to figure out how to do it where we're not stressing ourselves out too much for getting a headache and pulling our hair out <laughs> yeah oh my isn't that the truth yes. well it has just been a pleasure to chat with you can you tell everyone where they can find the magazine where they can connect with you and all that sure you can go to our website at www.amabmagazine.com or www.autismmomsarebeautiful.org and there you will find our music video, Autism Moms Rock, which has over 67,000 views so far. And it's like, yes, moms, it's wonderful and fantastic. You can also find the magazine. You can subscribe to the magazine there. As soon as you open it up, just click on the link and get you a subscription. It's only $9.99. And all the funds and the money goes to things that I am doing for our autism moms. So, yeah. I love that. And then um, you guys are on, on Instagram and Facebook, too. Yes, we're we're on we're on um Instagram as AMAB underscore magazine, and then on Facebook we're Autism Moms are Beautiful with Nicole Wilson. If you want to join the private group, and it is a private group, so please answer the question because sometimes I've had some people come up in there with some problems, <laughs> uh, and they're not I even. So make sure you yeah. answer answer the questions in our AMAB magazine page on Facebook uh, has about 6,000 likes. So we definitely would love for you to come to support that. We just keep you abreast of what's going on and we're going to start adding different things for the moms. And I'm going to have some few surprises with that coming up. I love it. Well, mm-hmm. autism moms are beautiful. You are beautiful inside and out. I'm not surprised that you said you were a model because when you sent me your photos for, uh-huh. I was like, Oh my word, this <laughs> is so gorgeous. So <laughs> That makes sense that you were a model. Oh yes, honey, you were. Yeah, for sure. Um, so thank you so much for, for coming on this show today and for chatting with us and just for all the amazing things you're doing within the community and for the, everyone feels so special and beautiful. I just, I think it's so important and I appreciate it so much. Okay. Thank you. I, I, I truly enjoy talking with you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. 
For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like Something Borrowed or Something Blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Nicole. I just think that she is amazing. I I love her sass and just her honesty and the way she shares so openly with her you know, her life with her daughter, but also just everything she is doing for the autism community. Because I mean, I think all moms deserve to feel like special and pampered, but autism moms, especially, we definitely deserve a little bit of that too. (laughs) So I love that that's like her mission because that's something that really it speaks to me for sure. So definitely check out Aunt Nicole on social media, follow her page and subscribe to autism moms are beautiful and then if you want to connect with me you can find me on facebook at adventures and autism podcast on instagram at adventures and autism pod or you can email me at adventures and autism 2018 at yahoo.com again i love to hear from you guys i love getting feedback and just knowing that you're enjoying the show or if there's things you have questions about if you have like topics for future shows if you would like to be a guest on the show let me know. I am open for business. So that is all for now. But until next time, take care.